world, this is Brother Ali. You're in the mix right now with BRL. What up, it's 360. Yeah, yeah, this is Nick Loopy from One Day Spit Syndicate. What's up, this is Slug from Atmosphere. When I'm not teaching your girlfriend how to play chess, I'm listening to Beats, Rhymes, and Life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm checking it with my homeboy, Gavin Crashley on BRL. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. It is BRL, the podcast. Welcome back to another edition, folks. We'll have an intro like we normally do on this program. Uh, Two interviews tonight on the program are the full-length versions of uh, both interviews from the show. Uh, First up is pretty much a double-the-length version of the interview that you would have heard with Mantra last week on the radio program and then uh, an extended cut as well with fellow Melbourneian context as well so it's an all Melbourne program tonight but we'll take time right now to give a shout out to show sponsor tune1.com.au couple of lineup changes coming for the summer including the uh, new program fresh and wild radio with Andrea Godin uh, a big big show to be added to the logs also some uh, exclusive stuff which we'll announce in due course but we got some uh, pretty cool stuff on the way and of course this radio show of ours as well is on tune1.com.au hit it up have a look at it enjoy some beats make it your summer soundtrack tune1.com.au now let's get into our chats with Mantra, and then we'll have a chat with Context on BRL, the podcast. It is BRL all across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Now returning to BRL, but the first time actually on the uh, now national distributed version of this program. Because uh, you know, you've been a guest on BRL like two or three times already, but you know now we've got you once again on the phone. We have Mantra joining us on the program. How are you going? What up, my bro? I'm very well. How are you, mate? I am all good. Uh, time recording, actually, uh, a little drained because this is ah. the uh, sixth full interview I've done in two days. <laughs> right. It has been full on, but that's what happens when you schedule things in between uh, shutdown work when you mate, do the FIFO uh, stuff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to add to your uh, add to your workload, bro. Oh, that's the thing. It's uh, you, you knock out a few of these, and then it's like, all right, well, we're sort of like three shows. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. So you're letting you're letting listeners in. You're letting listeners into the fucking magic right here, man. You're not meant to be giving these secrets away, bro. Uh, I oh, I don't. I've never cared about the fourth wall. <laughs> okay, all right. The curtains, the curtains down. I see. Oh, uh, the uh, the curtain has been. Uh, I think the curtain's been down since this show started. It's like a. Oh look, we'll work, yeah, we'll just work into this. I even was saying when we first brought this show back in 2014 that, uh, look, initially this is gonna be 10 weeks, and uh, look, we may do some interviews here and there, and look, I'm just here to sort of play some hip hop tunes. That was initially what this was meant to be. It was meant to be 10 weeks. Six years later. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, you know, it's like it's like when you got a like a bunch of homies that you're catching up with, and you're like, all right, tonight's gonna be like a real quiet night, and you say it to them. You're like, hey, I'm just I'm just in it for a quiet one tonight. Yes. 
and those nights are always the ones where someone ends up in hospital. <laughs> like someone ends up with like uh, I don't know, like like bad, like loss of vision the next day. Yes. Like there's road cones in the there. Like yeah. Everyone. So it's like you know, hey man, I'm gonna just do this little casual ten week, uh, ten week installment, and then bam, yeah. lockdown. Yeah, lockdown. Of course, you know it all sort of swings up because it started to build pretty much from like t- second week. Like, yeah. hey, BRL's back after ten years, kind of thing. Yo, it's like it's like, yo, I really like this girl, uh, but she's kind of crazy. So I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it casual. Yeah. I'm going to keep it casual and then ba-boom 10 years later you know uh, what I'm saying uh, you just talked about my relationship <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying it's the relationship with your life partner and by that I mean your radio program yes uh, uh, well one radio program and two literally the wife <laughs> uh, well, like yeah. we we met and um, you know we, we actually here you go fun fact for everyone as well uh, we'll get into hip hop stuff in just a sec <laughs> by the way uh, there will be a podcast version and a radio version so we can split this into two however this goes but um, these always go off the see rails see how it goes yeah <laughs> but uh, no, well, me and her met through the Tinder app, right? But right. we did it wrong. A rare success story. Uh, we did it completely wrong because it, it wasn't a Tinder date. It was an actual date date where we uh, sat down, we had a coffee. She doesn't like coffee, still doesn't drink coffee to this day. Um, we you know, met up, we had a good chat, and basically then we just, we, we've been together ever since. <laughs> it was like... Yeah, that's... That's, That's it. exactly what it is. It's like uh, it's it's like you've you've opened a can of worms. Yeah, it, but this is the beautiful thing, man. It's the it's the um, it's when there's no pressure on something that that's when you know that's when beautiful things happen. That's when beautiful things happen. Yes. And I think I you know I think music is the is the same. Mm. I think you know when you when you have no expectations of something, that's when cool things happen. You know what really bugs me? I don't know when the last time we spoke was, but like during uh, during the lockdown and yes. when things were particularly kind of bad, uh, kind of first time round everywhere in Australia. Mm. Um, there was like a lot of creative people coming out of the well, you know, like quote unquote creative people coming out of the woodwork, kind of challenging other creative people to to like be more productive now that you know now that you've got this kind of enforced. I am guilty of this. Stuff. Um, oh, you were doing it. You were you were putting the call out. To I like, I wasn't hey, putting hey. it out, but I did actually say uh, when we started this show that I. Th- thought and this has come up over the last couple of weeks because it's actually it's starting to happen now the results of people doing exactly that because i thought well i didn't actually challenge it i just thought well if if, yeah there's a lot of people with a lot of free time and a lot of creative people doing things uh this is this is definitely your time now you have a bit of time on your hands um yeah have at it kind of thing i think i think that's fine i I think that's awesome because that's kind of like an offering you know what i'm saying like what what i had what i had a problem with was when people were kind of like you know uh putting up putting up tiles on instagram that said stuff like if you you know if you don't walk away from this lockdown with like uh a new skill or like more knowledge or your side hustle started or whatever 
you you didn't lack time before you lacked discipline you know and and shit like that yeah it's like uh, it's it's like this this challenge and and this kind of i don't know like this kind of aggressive thing and like i understand the mentality behind it but it's like yo man you just gotta be i, I think you gotta you gotta look you got to look inwardly with that kind of stuff. I don't think creativity and art or really anything responds well to being like aggressively challenged like that. It's like, yo, man, you don't know what other people are, are dealing with, especially at a time like this. Mm. Like if you if you want to if you want to use your time to create more things, then go for it. But like, you know, I think that that kind of aggressive like, yo, if you if you are using your time in this way that, you know, you're trash. I was just like, yo, man, that's a pretty uh, big misunderstanding of uh, of creativity and uh, and art, you know. But this, yeah, yeah. this year, this year's like taught me a lot of lessons like that. I think. Actually, uh, on, in that regard, one hundred percent with you. Uh, yeah, that the whole challenging thing. That being said, I was one of the people who did learn a couple of new skills just out of uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. sheer sort of lockdown thing from um, you know from doing what I was doing at the organisation I was doing, and then all of that just it went away for the reasons that it went away, and I had a whole bunch of time. Started an internet station. They are now a sponsor of this program. Uh, I learned RSS feeds. I started the podcast feed, and um, this show came up, and I sort of uh, narrowed it down to what we do now. BRL was a lot more general six months ago, mm-hmm. and now it's yeah, it's a purely Australian hip hop show. It airs nationally on the community radio network, and that's the way it's gone. So I guess I did use that time wisely <laughs> yeah no, but see that's that's awesome um but that's but that's you having the time and space to do that and and deciding to do it whereas you know like uh spending your time um issuing a challenge to other people to do it on their on their own behalf without knowing their circumstances or the time and space they have that's that's a whole different story but that's kind of you know I think that's that's a big part of the learning that I've been doing the last you know year, but mm. probably even going back you know a few years now is is really just trying to kind of step back um, and I guess understand and appreciate um, you know other people's situations um, and and, yeah. and not really and not really feel like my my point of view or my opinion needs to be loud. I think. I think we we convince ourselves and we convince each other these days that it's important to like you know to constantly be sharing your opinion and and especially being in the music industry or being in like a um, a public kind of industry, um, you know like there's a lot of pressure on you to be constantly putting out content, constantly putting yourself out, constantly saying things um, to people like to to you know uh, massive people like anonymous people. Um, and it just means that we kind of clog the lanes with with just like so much noise, so much information, and and I think a fallout of that is that people start to think that their opinion or that their voice or something that they say outwardly is kind of more important than I guess what's going on internally. And and what I what I'm learning more and more is that what's happening internally is actually kind of all that matters. 
Mm. Um, obviously, you, you know, your actions and your deeds and your words, they matter and they have an impact. But I guess, I guess there's a difference between that and just, you know, whatever you're throwing out on Instagram and, and whatever for, <laughs> for the sake of, I, I don't know what, like a brand to file or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely with you in that regard. Like, it's um, you can set yourself the challenge, 100. percent Wow, this got deep real quick. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, and I wasn't even so much relating that to what what we were saying. I guess that was just like a uh, a trigger point. But um, I, I think you know, I'm, I'm I'm certainly guilty of it, and that this is something that I'm trying to unlearn and undo because you know, like my whole my whole adult life, my whole career has been based on uh, talking loudly and like and, and, and barking at people, like, you know, barking at the microphone, uh, be it on a record or uh, on stage or in an interview or whatever, and just like, you know, being loud, being verbose, being eloquent, being, being ready to kind of just spit all the time. And like, I, I, I think that somewhere along the line I kind of forgot how to listen you mm. know what I mean like I, I kind of did a lot I, I do a, I, I've always done a lot of talking and I've always been very very good at it and I've made a living out of it but um, I yeah I think I think somewhere along the line that became almost like a habit um, as opposed to you know m- my passion or my my uh, my my drive you know and so um, you know, like a, a, a number of things happened in my life to kind of shift me off course in the mm. last few years, maybe like five years. And it kind of shattered my confidence to the point where I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to be loud. I didn't want to be the focus. And this year, um, I guess this year kind of shook things up for me in, in, in another whole different way. Um, you know, like even just like... Um, the explosion of the Black Lives Matter movement this year um, kind of kind of uh, made me f- probably for the first real time like question what my responsibilities are as a hip hop artist who's white, you know, um, and and whether it's my place to be so loudly and uh, so visibly participating in this culture, you know, like things like that. So like. There, there was a whole bunch of things that flew at me this year that maybe just kind of go, oh shit, man! I like I got I got to I, I feel like I want to rearrange or reevaluate how I participate uh, in these spaces, be it hip hop or um, you know just the public eye in general. Um, but you know, like the the record that that I'm about to put out. Mm. It is kind of like it's weird timing because like it was kind of ready to go before all of this shit happened this year um and the whole point of that record is about like moving out of this time of of hardship this time mm. of darkness this time of um i don't know this time of turmoil i guess and kind of finding this peace and finding this you know like kind of sense of relief and this sense of hope and and maybe just calm moving forward and it's so um, funny man I was about to release it mm. and and you know at that time where I was like yeah I was like kind of feeling better about my life I'd release I'd, I'd written this, this music that was about coming to terms with those things and moving forward ready to release it and then you know 
2020 happened and I just kind of went, yo, I don't know if I want to even release any music right now. Um, Dang. Yeah, so, Dang. So, so, and I didn't. I, you know, I put it off. I, I kind of just said, no, I'm not going to release this. Um, and then, and and then, yeah, I guess I guess I just waited and, and kind of went through what we went through this year. We had a, you know, we had a tough time. We got a little man who's uh, two years old at home and, you know, like we moved house during the, the stage four lockdown in oh, melbourne and Jesus. yeah we had we had some <laughs> we had some tough stuff i mean that's just the you know that's the tip of the iceberg really yeah as, Dang. as far as what happened for us this year but like but also you know we were still probably you know some of the luckier peeps you know in in the scheme of things so mm. <clears throat> so you know there was a lot of there was a lot of soul searching <laughs> to do this year and a lot of a lot of questions um and yeah, just a, a a lot of reflection to be done. But that's why now mm. it it feels good releasing this music because I almost feel like I've I've gone through like a little mini version of that whole chapter all over again just in the last few months. A, cause, uh, so uh, the timeline in in my head essentially for those who have just tuned in, by the way. Uh, is you you you're having these tough times you wrote this music covid happens it kind of all happens all over again and now this music which i'm guessing you've written in between um you know tough time number one and covid <laughs> is now completely and utterly like 100 relevant for you as a person again right now and it is a, a departure yeah. as well you know because you know um previous releases and even the tell stuff as well um you know it tells a lot more sort of um uh you know rage against the machine mm, um mm. not the band you know a bit more of the concept than yeah, that yeah. um end of the world kind of vibes and uh this is uh, a lot more sort of reflective with a bit of jazz in there and mm. uh the two newer singles are basically duets so yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a different vibe for you as well, and it's also in a way returning to that live instrumentation stuff, which uh, people that know you and your work is uh, where a lot of you your stuff started. Yeah, for real. Yeah, so I mean, it's kind of funny, right? Like it's it's <clears throat> in some regards, it's kind of like um, yeah, it's stuff that I've kind of uh, always been involved in or um you know styles of music that i've always kind of incorporated and and maybe been inspired by but uh i guess yeah like in terms of my solo stuff i've never really um looked at these genres uh and these kind of sounds as as um uh i guess as pointedly as i have Mm. for this record like this record was very much one like i kind of want to write a soul jazz record um you know, obviously, like, it's, it's still very much a hip-hop record and I'm still very much rapping, but um, I'm, I'm trying to let those <clears throat> sounds and genres kind of um, steer the way, I mm. guess. And it's, so it's funny. On, on one hand, it's almost like a throwback, both in terms of, like, the genres themselves and maybe, the like you say, the beginning of my career with, you know, Illzilla and the live mm. band stuff and... Um, and whatever, but at the same time, it's kind of something that sounds different to what I've done before. And, oh, and definitely. Yeah, it definitely sounds different to, to anything that I've done as a solo artist recently, yeah. So 
um, it's good. Like, you know, I always wanted to make an album that kind of sounded like that, but it also kind of felt right to do it when I had all of these things I wanted to kind of say and all of these kind of thoughtful, introspective songs that I wanted to write. The, the two kind of married pretty well, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, that's... Uh... That, that it's it's reflective in yeah the, the the last three songs that you have put out in the world as well so uh, and you definitely can hear that in um you know the the new singles which uh, by the way we haven't even promoted <laughs> the names of the <laughs> singles yet uh, Shores <laughs> and All Things by the way which uh, dropped. Um, just recently, like a couple of weeks ago. So uh, they're available um, on all streaming services right now. So uh, is this a sort of build? This is all building up to a full length release? Yeah, well, so the album drops uh, Friday, Friday, November 27th. So the, like, I don't know when people are going to be hearing this, but um, Friday, November 27th is when the full album drops. We've got the three songs out now. We did uh, Relief which features Emerson. That mm-hmm. was the first joint that came out. And then, yeah, we, we dropped a double single uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, Shores and all the things. And, yeah, like you say, they're kind of duets. they got um, uh, my homies Chevalier and Jane Tyrrell on them, respectively. So, yes. yeah, that was another fun, I guess, kind of aspect of this album was it was uh, as much as it's a solo record and, and you know, uh, a lot of the writing is kind of coming from me. I got to work with a lot of really, really talented artists, really talented vocalists and musicians and producers that could help me kind of hug that uh, <laughs> that kind of mellow, gentle, soul-infused sound into existence. Absolutely, which was, which was really nice. And uh, yeah, well, uh, time time uh, time recording. So a couple of weeks before, uh, this will drop on uh, the day after. So basically, yeah, so like uh, pretty timely. It'll be like out oh, now. Oh, go buy the album. Yeah, go buy the album, everybody. <laughs> go buy, the, buy album. the album. It's I mean, like no one buys the album anymore. You know what? You know what's dope though is that um that. Uh, I haven't really ever like I haven't released much solo stuff on Bandcamp before. Oh right, because um, you know, like a lot of my releases haven't been strictly independent. Like they've been through independent labels, but mm. so I won't necessarily have them on my Bandcamp. But motherfuckers be supporting on Bandcamp. It's really awesome. They, like they do. It's it's well, it's it's one. It's just a really good way to cop the music. By the way, uh, yeah, the people like at the Bandcamp, you can by all means advertise on uh, this program. You can get in touch. My email <laughs> is a public email. Um, we'll, we'll talk. I, I've talked they're about like, Bandcamp like, enough. Why, why would we? Why would we advertise? You, you guys are advertising us for free why are we going to pay you to advertise <laughs> no I've been I've been talking up that uh, that that service <laughs> no, they're, they're awesome man I've been, I've been talking them up for a couple like no, five Bandcamp, years <laughs> Bandcamp is like um, Bandcamp is the difference between like shopping at um, like a really really good value uh, fresh produce market mm-hmm. and shopping at Woolies yeah that's, that's the difference <laughs> When you shop at a market, the produce is much, much better mm. and much, much cheaper and, like, better value, but you know that the, the farmers themselves are actually pocketing the money. Whereas if you go to Woolies, 
the veggies are much, much shitter, but you know that the farmers aren't getting shit. Yeah. Absolutely. So basically, get the high-quality shit yeah. and give the money to the people that provided it. Absolutely. As opposed to going for the low-quality shit that doesn't get you any money. But don't feel guilty about going to stream my, my stuff on Spotify. Yeah. Don't let that stop you listening to the album, by all means. I mean, I love Spotify. Go for it. Absolutely. So, you know, look, uh, <laughs> available everywhere, but if you, and we say this to, to anybody out there, we've said it millions of times on the on this show, if you want to support the artist, go see them in person whenever you can again, uh, buy hard copies and, uh, yeah, go to places like a, like a band camp or something like that where the artist gets a decent cut of the purchase. Absolutely, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, it, it's expensive to make music. <laughs> it is. It is expensive um, emotionally, if nothing else. Um, <laughs> it's expensive to put together records and pay people to record and all that kind of thing. And it yes, is. you could learn how to do it yourself and all that kind of thing, but you still need to pay for software. Um, and it will, it's it's not cheap to run a radio show with a podcast feed as well. Like if, you, um, yeah, it's it's not free. <laughs> People donate to the show. BRL. Make sure you go and I donate might, to uh, the show. I might send uh, the money in. I might. <laughs> I know. I've I've actually said I'm gonna. Th- I'm thinking that this might be the point where I actually start a Patreon. <laughs> Hey man, let me know. I'll, I'll be your first. I'll be your first patron. Oh, no. I always wanted to be a patron of the arts, bro. Well, you can get patron. I'm, I'm. I already know what I'm going to charge for rates, and it's going to be next to FA. So. Mm. Well, that's great. That's just in my budget, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Less than a cup of coffee. Uh, <laughs> It probably will be. Uh, so uh, the, uh, the album, uh, it's out now. What's it, what's, it, uh, what's it called for people the that will be listening? The album is called The Bridge. Um, yes. it's, uh, it's called The Bridge because, you know, uh, The Bridge is, is uh, about moving forward. It's about getting over something. Um, it's, it's also a part of a song that offers something new, a, a reprieve, a breath of fresh air. Mm. So... Um, all of which, all of which, this album kind of represents to me. Um, so yeah, go, go get it, go listen. Tell me what you think. It's definitely not, uh, not something uh, in line with what I've done before. So I'm really keen to hear what people think. Absolutely. So I uh, go stream it, or even uh, more importantly, uh, go purchase it on uh, the uh, the band camps and such as well. Uh, in fact, uh, what, what's the address? Uh, get it out there. I'm sorry, the, uh, the Bandcamp address? Yes. Oh, I believe it's uh, it's Mantra MC. I believe there's, there might be a hyphen in there. It's bandcamp.com slash Mantra MC. Um, you, can't, you can't miss it, bro. Absolutely. Uh, well, we'll play another track of this right now, and uh, thanks for joining us on BRL once again. No worries, homie. Thanks as always, bro. I appreciate it. You. Dropping EDM, hip-hop, and a bunch of best beat programs around. If you want bangers, you'll be in the right place with Tune One. TuneOne.com.au That's Tune, the number one, .com.au Tune One, proud show sponsor. It is Beats Rhymes Alive all across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Now joining us from an interesting location. You just actually sent me a shot of where you are. You don't need to mention where you are, but you're in a, a quite a, a nice spot on a lovely yeah, day. Yeah. 
in good old yeah. Melbourne and yeah. are now uh, joining us on the program to talk about the brand new record called Grand Schemes. Out now, it's an absolute gem, folks, is Context, one half of the group known as Context and Figure Eight. How you doing? Yo, very good, man. I'm, um, yeah, so I'm up in a penthouse in Melbourne. So I've been living in a been sort of caretaking a hotel for the last three months of all this COVID stuff going on. Jesus. And, um, yeah, so it's not, it's not rap money that got me the penthouse. Yes. It's just, uh, yeah, my work arrangement, <laughs> but it's all worked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's not, it's not all the pre-order sales from the records. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go live in a penthouse. But, no, nah, it's, uh, it's been good. So just hanging out here for a bit. And, uh, back, yeah, just hanging out. Absolutely. Now, um, it is the similar question in every interview that we do for a debut artist. Now, actually, it's kind of interesting the fact that we've never had you on the show, even though um, I remember playing back, and this is pre-BRL on a show called The Caffeine Show, playing uh, the 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 other stuff, um, blanking on the title now. It yeah, had the song Big Dog. Been contact and Jimmy Tip shit, maybe. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, yeah, a couple of tracks from the. I think the 2013 record that you guys dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, Fire in the Basement. Yes. And, um, yeah, that was with Jimmy Flip shit. Uh, he was living in Melbourne for a while. Now he's back up in Cairns. Mm. Um, but that was yeah, that was our first wax release. Uh, that was 2013, and yeah, and this will be my yeah, obviously my second one coming up soon. Yeah, I enjoyed that record, by the way. But let's talk about the current one. Uh, it is uh, available right now. So yeah. Um, yeah. pretty much, yeah, uh, let's talk the hotel thing first. Now, uh, has, <laughs> did, did that actually come into uh, the fact of making this record? Did you make this record in this penthouse? Uh, I, no, I'd say the whole process was set up. Uh, uh, sped up a lot mm. I don't actually live in the penthouse that'd be a bit excessive so I live in one of the rooms yes and I've pretty much been the sole occupant of a you know of a five star hotel for or sole with another I live with another two friends here and um no but it's definitely sped up the process so you know like, like all of us before this stuff happened like and a lot of musicians were working full time um yeah so but once uh, once we went into lockdown I've been living here just on the old job keeper cash dollar mm-hmm. and it's yeah definitely sped up the process um especially in terms of you know the artwork and our planning and everything else um so yeah well both of us as well because figure eight in the uk has also been locked down um we've had like a, there's always been a few things of time zones for us but at least uh, over the last three months we've been able to really kind of smash it out which has been dope excellent and, um, yeah but it's been a straight it's been a strange little uh environment to do it but it's been amazing because I've probably written I reckon I've written more music in the last three months than I have in the last sort of two to three years so it's been really 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 good for that so yeah it's been it's been pretty crazy now it's um of course you on the bars but uh, figure eight on the the production like um yeah how did you two gentlemen link up initially yeah so I mean I had I had worked on um a little EP called Rogue Astronaut um that dropped in that 2017. Mm. Um, then after that, I was I was pretty keen just for that for, for that one. I did a lot of the production, and I sort of thought maybe it'd be good to sort of step away from that and focus on writing a little bit more. Um, yeah, and we had uh, the artwork, the artist that did our um, well, our my rogue astronaut album. I, I sort of through him, I saw this producer uh, up on Instagram. I know it's six years, 
So I, <laughs> I basically just sent him a message, and the idea originally was we we're going to just do a single, so that uh, pesticide track. Um, I just wanted to I wanted to purchase that beat um, and do that track with Frogman and Bill Medley, and I sort of thought, all right, yep, I'll get a single out, that'll be dope. And um, and I guess once I sort of I heard I heard a lot of his rhymes as well, and I heard like a lot a lot of his different beats. Um, from there, we were thinking about doing a little, maybe perhaps like a little digital release um, where it would just be produced by Figure Eight and My Rhyme. Um, but then it sort of just kept evolving to a point where it was very much um, equal parts on Rhyme um, and then full production by him. Mm. So, yeah, and it sort of worked out, yeah, it worked out really well. I'd say it started really slow, um, as in for the first part, we didn't really know what we were doing. Um, but in the last, I'd say, year and a half, we've sort of committed to doing the full, uh, full LP. Um, and I'd say bulk of the tracks were written over the last year, I'd say. Mm. Um, yeah. And if, uh, Bill Medley and Frogman, they're probably wondering why the, the little uh, track took two and a half years. That's why. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it started out with just the one, and we sort of built off that. Oh. And, um, yeah, the figure has been a, a real great dude to work with. His production sort of, like real, obviously real classic sort of hip hop sounds, so it kind of fit in perfectly with the kind of vibe that I like. And um, yeah, it's been it's been a fun project. I mean, it's been a slow project, but there's been none of those hassles that you can get sometimes. So mm. there were no, no dramas, and we just sort of took our time with it. And now it's um, almost ready to go. So this is great. Cool, cool. Like um, it's yeah, it sounds like. You, and uh, we've mentioned this quite a bit over the sort of journey of like um, you know, how I thought that the you know the, the the lockdown would go for a lot of artists and such. You know, like you're locked yeah. down, you got nothing else to do. You know, let's get at it, kind of thing. And it sounds like uh, uh, you yeah. and a bunch of other people now have actually sort of proven that fact. And I, I was a little impatient with that because yeah. middle of the year, when you know it was at its worst, especially for you guys in Melbourne. I'm just yeah. kind of thinking, ah, oh, all right. So maybe yeah. people did what I did during my uh, two months on the sidelines yeah. of uh, not working, everything, which is basically uh, um, yeah, I mean, put on weight. Really, <laughs> it was sort of yes and no. And by the way, there's a police car driving by, and it's not me, so we'll keep going with the interview. Mm. Um, now, I mean, in the first part of lockdown, I was still working like three days a week, and um, I was living in my old place. Uh, I was real slow to uh, to sort of get started with it. I think a lot of artists and stuff were, were sort of thinking at the beginning, like, yeah, I'm going to make this, I'm going to do that. For the first, um, I'd say for the first lockdown, like it was sort of, you think you think you have that, but you always have that extra time and like you can always do it tomorrow sort of thing. So for the first part, it was um, it was really sort of slow, I guess. Um, but I guess since sort of changing up my environment and whatever and then being completely sort of... Uh, you know, free from the day job, so to speak, like, then I can really focus on it. So, yeah, I'd say it can go either way, you know? And, um, yeah, so we've been a little lucky, though, I think, for this last part of it, just to sort of get everything organised. Because mm. it, would, it would fully, it would really suck if it was, like, you know, 2025, Grand Things out now. So we're happy, <laughs> we're happy that, like, it's, um, it's uh, yeah, it's all come together and it's all looking looking fresh, so. Absolutely, yeah, and, uh, you know, now that I've actually got to listen to it, I'm like, no, no this is a uh, you know, the the yeah. work has paid off. It is a it's a fantastic release, and that's the reason yeah. why you're on the show because <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed the album. So yeah. um, the yeah the 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 working uh, with Figure Eight and everything, 
our um, obviously you know sort of working uh, and you know, collaborating between uh, two completely different parts of the world. Um, is is it a lot of sort of just like sending like the stems and such? Is there emails exchanged? Do you do a yeah. Zoom call? How does that go? It, it, it started off a bit sort of, um, you know, it was just, yeah, lots of emails back and forth. And then, you know, to be honest, we didn't get to know each other. Yeah, for a while into it, it was just lots of messenger stuff back and forth. Um, you know, and then obviously as we got deeper in the project, we sort of, we had to chat a lot of things out and we sort of, um, you know, became good, good mates through the process. Um, the only thing that's kind of sucked a bit is the time zone because he's, he's up in uh, Newcastle upon time, so he's, you know, northern England. So, I'd, you know, I would have a, a great idea, you know, or what I thought or whatever was a good idea, and I'd ring up and he'd be like, you know, waking up and getting out of bed. So, so the, the time difference is always a bit tricky. Um, but with saying that, though, I'd say most, a lot of collaborative releases are done, even if you're working on, it, on another on a track with, say, someone in your own city, a lot of it's done online now anyway. So, yeah. So we just, um, you know, we just took our, we just took our time of it. Um, and it was just a, it was like a slow process kind of, but it was just enjoyable. Like, and we just sort of, you know, to get to the nine tracks we had, I'd say we had about 15 tracks going at one point where we just sort of told things out. So, yeah. So it's been, um, yeah, it's been a really good, good time for both of us, I reckon. So we both enjoyed it. Indeed, and it shows in the work as well. Mm. Um, like, and of course, a bunch of great features on this as well. Uh, you have uh, Stu the Don, Tenth Dan, who also is involved in that video as well because he likes to yeah, yeah. Uh, do those uh, the, the clips. Like the if you've seen the Bugue Brothers clips, it's the same sort of like yeah, animation yeah. style, which is really cool. Uh, yeah. Cropsman's on here, who's uh, yeah, sort of one of my favorite emerging acts of the yeah, last love, sort of couple of years. He's yeah. come, his album, uh, his uh, new album's a gem, by the way, as well. Uh, yeah. As you mentioned, Bill Medley, uh, Jimmy Pike, Ryan D, uh, yeah, a bunch of other uh, guests and everything as well. Um, ghost notes yeah. on some cuts and everything. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of wrangling all these people together. These um, uh, is this mostly yeah. just people that you already knew? Well, a, lo- a lot of them. I mean, we. I guess we'll both uh, sort of tasked with finding our own features, and we wanted to have a bit of a balance. Um, a bit, of, a bit of a balance from where you know figure eight's from, and from where I'm from. Mm. Um, in terms of the artists that that, I, that I'd sort of pick, to be honest, I guess the ones that I work with um, through who knows, so like you know Kegels, uh, Crubsman. Um, I also wanted to. You know, there's a guy called Jimmy Pike. He was probably one of my favourite rappers in Australia, um, and he. We were in a crew called Caps Lock, um, and that would have been about the time when me and Jimmy Flip were making music. Um, and then in terms of, yeah, like you say, Frogman and Bill Medley out of Sydney. I just always uh, love what those guys do as well. Um, yeah, and that's why I guess what's made the album kind of uh, unique in a way is that it's sort of, it's very much like, Northern, you know, Northern England rappers, um, you know, like Blue Mangaro, Sue the Don. Um, yeah, and it's sort of, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of cool because there's obviously way different accents and stuff, but it all gels together kind of nice. And, um, and that's obviously mainly on that, um, on the big uh, Ryan Lasagna kind of posse track. Um, yeah, so you can kind of hear, hear it all kind of going back and forth. Like, yeah, but it's, um, mm. no, we've been really lucky to have, have them all on board. Because they'll be all, I'd say, um, 
a lot of my yeah my personal favorites in terms of of rappers that I that I sort of know or affiliated with. We didn't go for any um oh yeah we, we've got you know connections with all of them. We kind of wanted to keep it that way. We didn't go for any you know we didn't go on you know purchase a a verse or something from mm. perhaps artists we were influenced by in the states or something. We just wanted to keep it all to what we yeah to what to who we know and and everything else so. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. Uh, I tend to sort of like that vibe quite a bit as well. Um, you know, to sort of have a bunch of people who are kind of familiar with each other. I think that's always a good thing because then I yeah. think you guys can kind of bounce off each other and get a bit creative. I yeah, think that's pretty. Sure. Even in even times where people are sending verses, opposed to actually sort of sitting in a studio and being able to do it, we're probably a couple yeah. of years away from people. Well, I don't know, yeah. maybe a year or so away from people doing that regularly again, which is unfortunate, especially. Yeah, yeah. But and that... I just yeah, and I find it's a good way to get like, like I know for me, if um, you know, I was on Cropsman's latest album, I, I took if he if he wanted me to do a verse for him, he's a friend of mine, you know, so I'm going to put in that effort to make sure I do it right, and and same goes for these guys. I think they all did, like um, you know, they all did it right, and they all did it really well. So yeah, so that part of it, and then also I think um. We've been also lucky, say, with the cuts. Like, cuts can, I mean, generally, cuts can always be a bit hit and miss, but we've mm. had such a good team um, helping us with that. So, like, Ghost Nodes, uh, DJ Ads, Do the Don. Like, yeah, that's what that's what's made a big uh, difference on the record, I think. Um, yeah, like, for me, like, uh, so for the title track, Grand Schemes, like, um, Ghost Nodes was amazing on that. And obviously, the others and all the other tracks, it sort of, it kind of ties it all, all together nicely. So, yeah. It's been it's been a really good process. Absolutely, uh, definitely go and cop this one. It's available on all streaming platforms and everything now, but also you can cop it on the Bandcamp as well, and uh, you know actually pay the artists properly. So um, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's let's promote that. Tell people where to go. Yeah, yeah. So our, we've got uh, with all the COVID stuff happening in the UK, so we we're about to have the record in our hands like pretty much now mm. but um, it's looking like it's going to be coming mid to late December if not early January um, yeah so it's a, li- a limited run but it's all bright orange wax um, the artwork is, is all done by uh, Dion at 808 Creative um, so it's all looking real fresh and um, for all, all the pre-orders uh, between now and um, I'd say the end of the year there's also a bonus track uh, which you get for free um, yeah but it's all yeah it's all come together nice and um, we're aiming to have all sort of shipments out by uh, early early January. Um, and also for those overseas, we're working with um, trying to get on. We are working with like Tough Kong Records, um, so we're hoping to have it on their site shortly. Uh, and also selling via Quality Unknown. Mm. Um, yeah, so Kane's been super helpful with our promotion side of things. Um, yeah, so there's a few different avenues, um, and then we're also we're sending stuff. Uh, the clinic in Adelaide. Um, uh, we're also going to be having some at Union Heights in Melbourne, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and hopefully Scratches in Sydney. I'm going to reach out to him, but and shout to Pete Smith, by the way. So if people, I'm, I'm not sure if people have heard he's got his new record shop happening, which is super dope. Oh, I've, so, I've heard, I've uh, heard about the, the the new record store as well, but uh, there we won't mention any more unless they uh, start, you know. Uh, throwing yeah. some money away, you know. It's a uh, it's yeah, community yeah. radio no, and all. Definitely, the link, the link you need to remember <laughs> if you guys are listening. You know, you get a pen, write it on your hand. Yeah. Contextfigureeight.bandcamp.com. Yes. Um. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. Uh, if you can, yeah, 
like a really good, you know, Christmas present for your mom, your auntie, your father. <laughs> nah. So it's um it's all sounding good, so it's all limited. Yeah. But um It's yeah, a good record. It's a it's a it's a good record. It's uh I purchased it on day of because you know that's kind of what i do and uh yeah so definitely go and grab it through the uh, band camp and everything as well if not that's available on streaming if you just want to sort of listen yeah. and uh do it through that medium but uh we'll play another track from grand schemes here on beats rhymes alive and thanks for joining us context yeah thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it um and before i bounce just a couple of quick shout outs yes uh, so quality unknown uh, 808 Creative, uh, Good Mood, uh, Melbourne, Labco, Caps Lock, Ill Prepared, State of Mind, Ghost Notes, L Rocks at Red Sector, Temp Dan, Who Knows, and uh, yeah, that's it. So thank you all very much. And um, yeah, have a listen, let us know what you think. And thanks to Context and Mantra for joining us on the radio program and, of course, the podcast. Both of those versions, by the way, uh, much further extended editions of the program, like an extra 20 minutes worth of chat time there for you. So don't tell me I don't look after you on this show. No one's ever actually said that, but whatever. Uh, By the way, if you want to hear the radio show, uh, it airs Saturday nights, uh, 10 p.m., Eastern Time on the Community Radio Network. That's on like 15, 16 stations, four states nationwide. I could have updated numbers by then. It could be more, probably not less, but could be more. So, you know, tune into that program. Or alternatively, if you want to be patient about it, um, I tend to pretty much the moment that show finishes, I post the mix cloud of the show. So if you want to hear the radio show, either tune in to the Community Radio Network Saturday nights, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or alternatively, just wait until like 11 o'clock that night. If you're an East Coaster, I think it's like, 7 or 8 p.m., depending on whenever you're hearing this, but I post the links at BRLSON on Instagram and Facebook as well. But until next time, folks, we'll see you next time. We're Diggy Dunn, son. See you later. Good night, bitches.